When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DC Live is on the air on this championship Sunday in DC. And if you had the nine seed playing the 12 seed in the men's final, well, you handicapped this thing better than we did. One final down, one left to go. This is what the men's championship match will look like. England's Dan Evans against the Dutchman Talon Griekspoor for the title in the nation's capital. Would be the third win of the year for Griekspoor. Would be the first in two and a half years for Evans. And of course, we just wrapped up on the women's side as Coco Goff takes another item off the career to-do list. Her first title on American soil as she rips through the D.C. draw without dropping a set, including a brilliant final against Maria Sakkari. With that, we say hello, good afternoon, welcome to TC Live on this Championship Sunday, 54th edition of Pro Tennis in D.C., coming to a close with Jensen Brooksby and the former D.C. finalist, Andrea Petkovic. I'm Brett Haber. Uh, we'll be with you for the next half hour. We will have the trophy presentation for you in D.C. for Coco Golf, and we'll get you ready for the men's final. Andrea, you called the match. What a tight performance by Coco. That was incredible. I mean, I was sort of expecting it so because she looked so improved this whole week through. But that performance today, especially the last game, the way she played it, I called it today and I stand by it. She will win a major. Uh, mark my words on it or don't. I've been wrong before, so what do I know? <laughs> Sakari tried to attack her forehand, but the forehand was much more buttoned up today, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Foran looked much more solid throughout the match, and she is just at such a high level this week and performed so well in the final today. It was a great performance. Did not drop a set. She knocked out the defending champion. She knocked out the D.C. native in Haley Baptiste. She knocked out Belinda Bencic in straight sets. Um, what was the difference, do you think, for Coco? Uh, I think a few th the sign of things to come was the match against Belinda Bencic. She was so disciplined in the execution of her game plan. Her serve saved her in many dangerous situations, and that was just the narrative of the whole tournament. We talked to Brett Gilbert, and by we, I mean Jason did. I did nothing. Um, and he said that they've been working on her return positions, and I do credit that for her win today, because she was trailing one and four in the head-to-head -head against Maria Sakkari, who served so well. And Coco's return position really broke down Sakkari's serve in the end, and she was only 30% in the second set on first serves, and I think that has a lot to do with how well Coco was returning today. Only 17 on forced errors on Coco's side of the ledger. She had service problems a year or two ago. She fixed that. It seems like she's in the process of fixing the forehand problems. Do you agree with Petco? Is she going to be a Grand Slam champion? I definitely think so. It's only a matter of time. She's been deep in so many tournaments consistently, and you know she's improving her serve and forehand, like you, like you said, and she's got everything else in the books. So it's, I think it's just a matter of time. What do you think about the addition of Brad Gilbert Petko? Obviously, Perry Reba is relatively new. Dad Corey has been sort of the chief honcho of the team since she came out on tour. Is this, uh, from a tactical standpoint, something that's going to be useful to her? 
I really think so. And I love the combination of the two. Perry Reba, who has, coach, who has been coaching on the WTA Tour for a while now, so he knows the ins and outs of the game. And then also Brett Gilbert. I think he will be able to instill that champion's mentality we saw in that last game when she was serving for the championship. And just they seem to be getting along well. You see them talking to each other in the box. They seem to be communicating well. And that's very important, too, when you have two alpha animals in the box. Sometimes <laughs> not so easy, but they seem to work be working out great so far. Nobody wants to lose early in a major, but Coco Goff did. She lost first round Wimbledon to Sophia Kennan in an All-American <clears throat> showdown. On the other hand, as you begin the hardcourt season, can that be a blessing in disguise and that you get a little extra time to get ready for the American summer? It can. I think it depends on how you respond from that and how you, how you take your lessons learned from that. And she'll, of course, want to be peaking now in, in the U.S. tournaments uh, heading into the U.S. Open. All right, we're waiting for the trophy presentation to begin in D.C., and then we'll have the men's final after that. We, we know that Coco's got a monster serve, one of the biggest ones on tour. She talked about it in her post-match press conference yesterday with Renee Stubbs, and, and we saw it again today. Have you seen her return this well before? I really had, or, or differently put, I had, but the thing was she needed to have a good returning day. When she was a bit off, when she was a bit tired, then she would give a lot of free points on those returning games. And I think what we've seen now is that consistency. And we saw it with Maria today. She just slowly rose the tension in her opponent's head and Maria felt more anxious on her serve. She couldn't get any free points, no cheap points. And then in the end, you can break down a serve or you can break down somebody else's just mind by being consistent. Novak Djokovic, best example. Jensen Brooksby, not bad either. So, you know, consistency is key. Let's uh, flip it to the Maria Sakkari side of this coin. She has the second longest current active streak of being in the top 10, 82 weeks. She's won one title in her career. She is now one in seven in finals. At what point does that become a mental block that when you get to Sunday, you're not finishing? I think it has at this point for her. That's, that's a high number of finals to have been in. And it's, it's definitely not due to her physical fitness. Yeah, as, right. yeah, so we know she can last that long. But I think it's a bit of a mental hurdle. But still, the more opportunities you can create, eventually she, I think she'll be able to handle those finals a bit better. All right, let's show you how this final went down. It was for Maria Sakkari, the first final of the year. She'd lost six straight semis before yesterday. First ever final on American soil for Coco Goff. And as you can see from the scoreline, Petko, she broke early. Well, she broke early and she came out flying. She won 15 of the first 20 points in this contest. And she was playing so well. Her forehand looked good. She had those loopy shots, so she got stopped them up for the short ones. She was being aggressive, but also very good in her coverage of the court and she served really really well and that right there the return of serve that was key especially in the first set because we will come to it in the second set what happened in the second set yes maria sakari broke in the first service game of coco goff but she just wasn't able to hold her serve anymore because those returning positions from coco goff from a bit further behind giving herself space on the forehand to put it in neutralized, get into the rallies, they did the damage, and Sakari surf broke down, and champion is. Six for ten on break points for Coco. She won 72% of her first serve points. Is that, That's not exactly Petko Razi, but it's I, I, you reacted nicely when you saw her dance. <laughs> I was very happy. I love when players show their personality and this little dancing routine. I love it.
All right, so there are the stats. Seven aces against four double faults. Again, under pressure, the serve holds up, Jensen. For a person who had the yips for a little while with the double faults, that's a good sign when you see numbers like that. It's so important. She's clearly worked on her serve a lot lately, and it, it shows how much confidence you're able to have in your serve when you're able to find a lot of first serves and win those points under pressure. All right, so fourth career title for Coco Golf. Let's go down courtside. Andrew Krasny is emceeing the ceremony. And Maria, we would love to hear about your incredible experience here all week. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, first of all, Coco, um, you deserve everything you have achieved. You're an amazing person. You have a great family, great team behind you. Um, you're still a girl, so you have a lot of time and a lot, a lot of, you know, um, time on the tour and a lot of success to... Um, to come, <laughs> even though I know that uh, you've already achieved so many great things and you're a great role model for everyone. You're super nice to everyone, you know, behind the scenes. So congrats to you, congrats to your family, congrats to, to your team, and yeah, I wish you all the best. I would like to thank Mark, Danny, uh, for hosting an amazing tournament. It was my first time in D.C. I loved it. Um, thanks, thanks to you guys. Thanks to Mubada Line City for bringing the tournament to this amazing uh, city. I just loved, I loved everything about it. Um, thanks to everyone who worked behind the scenes. Um, you know, ball kids, uh, Nolan umpires, <laughs> chair umpires, um, everyone, you know, in the locker rooms, uh, the WTA. Um, it was an incredible week, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, it's pretty disappointing, but at the same time, you know, a month ago, we didn't think that I would be here, so thank you. Thanks to Tom um, and my sister for being here this week. Um, you are the core of my team, which is amazing to have you with me. Um, thanks for supporting me. Thanks for believing in me. And of course, thanks to everyone back home, my parents who, you know, they're always there to support me. All the Greeks here that came this week, thanks to you. And not, not only the Greeks, everyone who came to support. Um, it was amazing, like I have no words to describe, you know how, how we enjoyed this week and of course I'll see you all next year and thank you very much. Well done Maria, we can all see what this means to you, congratulations on an amazing week. Okay, now I'd like to ask Olivia Nichols from Mudbadala to present the championship trophy to Coco Goff. Okay. 
This is heavy. <laughs> okay. I'll be able to do it. It's all right. I didn't go to the gym for nothing. Um, okay. Um, first, uh, I'd like to thank uh, my father, God, um, for this. I mean, um, after losing him first round Wimbledon, it was a tough situation. And, you know, a lot of prayer and a lot of support from my church family. Um, so thank you to him and those who support me. Um, Next, uh, congratulations to Maria, and um, all the words that she said about me is really all I could say about her. Uh, she's an incredible fighter. She's one of the players that I look up to on tour, to be honest. Um, I remember first coming on tour, and she was one of the nicest people when I was first coming on, and, and you know, the little conversation she had with me made it less scary for me, so thank you for being the person that you are on and off the court and everything. Um, Everything that you guys see on, you know, the Netflix series and on the interviews, it's uh, ten times even more in person. Um, she's incredible. Um, and congratulations to her team, too. Uh, her team is also full of incredible people, super nice people. So congratulations to you guys. And hopefully we can play many more finals in the future and on a bigger scale. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I would like to thank Mark and Danny for hosting an incredible tournament along with Mubadala and City um, and all the rest of the sponsors that made this possible. Thank you to the Lions uh, cheer umpires, the ball kids, the security, volunteers, and everyone that's helped me behind the scenes. And um, also, most importantly, thank you to my team over there. It's our first tournament as a full team. Um, so woo! <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to make this result and thank you for sticking with me. I know uh, those who are with me at Wimbledon, it was really tough a couple weeks ago. Um, we were all feeling it and I'm glad that I was able uh, to bounce back and I wouldn't be able to be here without your support. So thank you to BG, Para, Jameer and Maria. Um, and then Stefan, who's not here, but he's at home. He's my strength and fitness coach. Um, and then, most importantly, thank you to my parents, my mom and my dad. Um, they are the reason why I'm playing tennis, the reason why I kind of somewhat have a good personality. Um, and um, my brothers, they're at home. They're actually in New Orleans going to my cousin's birthday party. So happy birthday to Jared. Uh, I don't know if they were watching or if they were partying. Um, and then last but not least, thank you to you guys um, for supporting me throughout all the week. Um, I mean, I know it's hot. We had a couple of incidents out here. Um, and, but you guys stuck with me, and I thank you so, so much. From the bottom of my heart, I came here in 2019, and you guys were packing the house for my doubles match, and I wasn't sure how you would receive me this time around a couple years later. So uh, thank you so much for coming and supporting me. And, um, yeah, stay hydrated for the men's final as well. And, yeah, thank you, D.C. Love you guys. Tennis fans, may I present to you your Mubadala City D.C. champion, Coco. <laughs> that was a comprehensive champion speech. Suggested that the crowd stay hydrated. Sent a birthday message to cousin Jared in New Orleans. Thanked everybody that could be thanked. The tournament owner, Mark Ein, is going to hold that Donald Dell trophy for her. And Coco Goff wins her first title on American soil. Here's her season summary to date. She won the season opener down in Auckland. So this is title number two. But all three of her titles to this point had been at the 250 level. This is now a 500. She improves to 31 and 12 on the year. Her second top 10 win of the year and the ranking will be headed north from number seven as she adds points to the total with this win.
Let me ask you this, Petco, uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this was a very, very complete week of tennis from Coco Golf, who didn't drop a set, who dropped just 19 games in five matches. Obviously, the three favorites at the U.S. Open are the pseudo-big three in women's tennis, Triantec, Sabalenka, Rabakina. Is it too much to say that Coco Golf is the next favorite after those three in New York? Uh, well, we can't forget Anne Chabert, who's yeah. played the finals of Wimbledon. Um, I wouldn't put that pressure on her. I just wouldn't. I think, I said it yesterday, I will say it today again, I think she is still in the stage of development. I strongly believe that young players should not only rush for results, but need to take the time to develop the game. She has a great coaching staff, a great team by her side. They are doing a tremendous job. It can already be seen now. Just imagine what they can do if they have a few months, if they have a few weeks away from the tennis store, away from the tournaments where they can work on a few things technical and maybe also game plan wise and athleticism is already at an all-time peak. So I wouldn't want to put the pressure on her. Can she do it? Yes, 100%. I do think her first title will come at Roland Garros. I just think that tournament is absolutely made for her, for her athleticism, the way she plays, her loopy forehand, her serving. But I would never count her out. I think she should be in the uh, broader spectrum of favorites for sure. Already a Roland Garros finalist. But Andrea makes a good point. And as a young player, Jensen, is it something that resonates with you? You're still learning. You're still growing. You're still evolving as a player. But when you're in the heat of week-to-week -week playing tournaments and, and the grind that pro tennis becomes, can it be hard to step back and improve your game, do training blocks, and remember that you still have things that you want to grow? It is, and that's why it's so important to have a team around you that can help you, like, remember those things and just help you prepare for always the next steps. All right, so we'll see how Coco proceeds through the U.S. and North American hardcourt season. We've got a lot more to come on this Sunday edition of TC Live. We'll have a preview of the men's final, which is coming up in just a little bit. Plus, we will take you south of the border. The men, of course, also in Cabo this week. Could Stefano Tsitsipas capture his first title of the year? Plus, world number four, Casper Ruud, proving that he has got game beyond just the tennis court. And the votes are in for our hot shot of the week. We'll show you which wand work came out on top, all that and more as TC Live continues. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So as D.C. comes to an end, we will shift our attention north of the border. The action in Canada kicks off tomorrow. First of those back-to-back 1,000-level -back events, men in Toronto, women in Montreal. Tennis Channel coverage begins 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Valleys and T2 will have a separate slate of matches beginning at 1 Eastern. And then TC Live every night at 11 with Steve and Andy Roddick and Paul. And Petco's going to be on a couple of those shows. We'll get the schedule so you can tune in when she's going to be on. All right, let's uh, dive into the men's final in D.C., which is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. It is going to be Talon Greek Spore taking on Dan Evans. 
Rikspoor against Fritz yesterday. Taylor on a fast, hard court with the American crowd behind him was the heavy favorite in that match. Are you surprised it turned out the way it did? I was surprised, but then again, I was able to commentate Rikspoor's match against J.J. Wolf, and he was so dry how he was serving. He was serving so well. So I did think, oh, this guy is not to be underestimated. But Taylor Fritz came, came out to a good start. He played well. He broke early. And that forehand from the midcourt when he has time to set it up is just so beautiful. And he ran away with it in the first set. But then Talon Griegspor, like the dry Dutchman he is, he did not give any space. He kept fighting. He kept grinding. And you know, one interesting stat for me was that he broke, this is a beautiful rally, he broke Taylor Fritz over the course of the match three times. And Taylor Fritz was only broken twice over the course of Washington, D.C. and Atlanta combined. So clearly, Talon is doing something very, very talented. Oh, I see what you did there. A little quick. A little talented. A He's little, talented. He's talented. Uh, please don't uh, give me, don't allow me to do these. I, I like your spots. red hot chili peppers reference better <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Let's just look at this point. This is the one shot that he does so well. That forehand, he can play it with an angle. He can accelerate and then topped up with the serving. And that, now that was beautiful. Again, that forehand. And Taylor Fritz was frustrated. He was very frustrated. But Town Greek Sport, he just kept putting gas on that gas pedal. Soon we will be talking about electric cars and use those analogies. But as of now, we are still on gas pedals. And I like that little subdued reaction. Yeah. So he still thinks he can go even a step further. Yeah, Taylor would have been frustrated with 40 unforced errors and the fact that he only won 66% of his first serve points. He's got one of the biggest serves in the game, and Talon Greekspor with those three breaks was all over it yesterday. Here's the other semifinal. Jensen, Dan Evans and Grigor Dimitrov. Uh, Dan Evans only had eight match wins all year entering Washington. Did you see this win coming? I, I kind of did. I liked the matchup for Evans against Dimitrov. Both are very similar players, use the slice very effectively. But Evans did such a great job of mixing up the depths of his slices, putting Dimitrov in very uncomfortable positions. In the, he kept his momentum going from the great match he played against Tiafo. So there's the first set for Dan. You made the point to me in the green room that even if you've had a rough season, which Dan has had, once you get your claws into a tournament, you put three or four wins together, that, that's all in your rearview mirror. In the past, yeah, exactly. He, Evans got so much more confidence. He just playing at such a good level this week and was able to keep it going with lobs like that. <laughs> And I have to say, nothing against you, Jensen, but Dan Evans might just be my favorite player on the ATP. Show. Really? Why? It's just, I love his game. I, I love that his, if you ever heard him talk, I love his accent. He has this really uh, fun British accent, and he's just like, he's so talented. The way he uses, as Jensen mentioned, that backhand slice, and then he can accelerate too. And the, ah, this is so beautiful. It's just so smart and on such an important point. He's just so fun to watch to me. And, and the fact of the matter is that in hot conditions, Jensen, in D.C., which is what we've had on a fast, hard court, it's not always easy to keep your slice low. It will bounce up, but Dan was able to, to manage the slice this week. It is, and it makes it that much more impressive if he was able to have such a good run here in D.C. It makes it more difficult to keep that slice, though, and use it effectively, but he's done such a great job. All right, Evans, Greek Spore, who you got? 
<sighs> I will go with Dan Evans. I have to stick with my favorite ATP player. Clearly, just by virtue of the accent, who have you got? I'm going with Greg Schwar. Like, like Andrea said earlier, he, after the celebration he had against Taylor, I think he's very locked in for this one, and I think, I think his style will be able to put Evans on the defensive. All right, 2-0 in the head-to-head -head for Dan Evans. We'll have that coming up for you in a couple minutes. Jensen's going to call that with uh, Jason Goodall. We've got more to come on TC Live. Got to show you the final in Cabo as we work our way towards the men's championship match in D.C. That's the Memorial Bridge over to Arlington, Virginia. We'll be back on Tennis Channel in just a moment. Celebration is just beginning for Coco Gauff. She's going to pose with the ball kids and go through all the customary post-title media as she celebrates title number four, biggest of her career. Men's final is on the way. Greek Spore and Evans after they clear the court and change the net and help Coco celebrate. They did play the doubles final in D.C. on the men's side earlier today. A couple of Americans involved, Mackie McDonald and Ben Shelton, taking on the Argentines, Petco of Gonzalez and Molteni. They did, and look at that smash, and running backwards, jumping high, showing some athleticism here is Ben Shelton, and they did win the first set, but Gonzalez and Malteni after this first, and I have to say, I love the crowd. So Europe can learn from America. Doubles is really fun, and people should come watch it, and the Americans do it so well. And Gonzalez and, and Malteni, they came back and won the second set, and it had to go into a decisive tiebreak. Jensen, I don't know, how do you feel about decisive tiebreaks? Yes or no? Uh, I, think, I think they're good, but I understand both perspectives on it. That's how I think about life. I think it's good. <laughs> he, he doesn't have doubles in four years on tour. He's not qualified to talk about it. I'll change next year a little bit. <laughs> All right, we want, we want you to play doubles. It's good for you. 10-6 in the match tiebreak. That's uh, title number 16 for 40-year-old uh, Gonzalez and title number 15 for his 35-year-old partner, Molteni. Ben Shelton makes his first ATP Tour final. And uh, I have a question for you because you almost played college tennis. You matriculated at Baylor and then you got hurt and then you ended up not playing. Obviously, Ben had one of the most storied college careers in recent memory. Where do you stand now that you ended up not playing on college as a runway to a pro career? I think it just depends on the perceptive perception of the person because for me, my, I just knew my body wasn't ready to handle the rigors of the tour, and that's why I wanted to go for at least one season. But you to go, I, th I think it can be a good pathway. Well, obviously it has been for Ben Shelton, who is all the way up to 43 in the rankings this week as he scrolls his mouse. Let's show you some highlights that took place <laughs> late TV, yesterday. Everyone. I know. Uh, how about the final in Cabo? Stefano Tsitsipas oddly had not won a title all year, taking on Alex Dimonor in this final. Uh, this is a great match, but with Tsitsipas having had a 9-0 head-to-head record, Wait, he definitely... Wait, say that again. What was the head-to-head? -head? It was 9-0. to zero. That's... Fairly lopsided. Yeah, and clearly there's something in the matchup that Sitsa Pass is able to break down from Dimonor. You can see the frustration there. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I watched the match yesterday just because I wanted to wrap my head around that 9 0 head to head. And I do think it's because Stefanos is able to take those shorter balls so quickly with his forehand and move forward. He just takes away the strength of Deminar to extend those rallies and make them long and make the opponent miss. He just doesn't even let it get that way, even though, of course, he can play those longer rallies too. But he extracts the unforced errors. 
in celebration for Paula Badosa's boyfriend. Oh, oh wow. Hey, oh, hey, no, it, hey. It, it, it should work it's that you. way. <laughs> it, and so I guess it's not Sitsi Dosa, it's Batsitsi Pa? I don't know. Well, you know what? It's always, it always used to be the man and uh, the girlfriend, and now I'm turning the, the narrative around. I like that. That's uh, equity. This was the Kitzbühel final yesterday. Dominic team on home red clay. First final that he'd made since the year-end championships in 2020, but Jensen, he played a long semifinal the day before, and he's a little bit out of games. It was, and I, I know how just how hard that can be to recover for the next day, especially against such a physical player like Baez. So he had saved, I think, five match points in that three-and-a-half-hour semifinal the day before. Uh, so a little low on petrol. Hadn't been this deep in a tournament. Obviously, very emotional situation with this home crowd aching for him to do well. It was so emotional. It's a lot of pressure to play in front of your home crowd. They want you to do so well. And it's so sad to see him miss his signature shot. But then again, Sebastian Bays did great. And Dominic Team. who would have thought that he will make this finals at all? So we have to take it from the positive. Let's hope he's back and let's hope he's back for good. All right, uh, let's turn to the member of the wrist injury uh, contingent that's on this set. You're dealing with one right now. Dominic team has been dealing with one for a couple of years. How hard is it to come back from something like that? It's very difficult. The wrists are one of the toughest things I'm, I'm having to face coming back from both. But you just realize how much you use your wrist in day-to-day -day life once they're injured. And I'm, I'm not even quite hitting balls yet. And it can take... It takes so much time to, to get the strength back in the wrist to be able to hit the balls so many times over and over again. He's a Grand Slam champion at the U.S. Open. He's made the final of three other majors. When you watch him play just the eye test, how close is he to the player that was number three in the world? Well, uh, he's coached by Benjamin Ibrahim Sadeh. He used to coach me. And from what I hear from the inside, he is hitting the ball as hard and as powerful as ever. Just couldn't quite bring it into those matches because he was having that doubt and that hesitancy. And we can't forget, he injured his wrist during a match. And I do think that adds a little bit because it seeps into your subconscious. Oh, I injured this before on a really important, if there is a bad bounce, what do I do? Do I power through or do I hold back? And I think the moment you have that, Doubts and hesitancy as a tennis player is the worst thing that can happen to you. Yeah, it was against Adrian Manorino in Mallorca a couple of years ago, mid-match, that he hurt that wrist. Everybody is hoping for Dominic Team to recapture the form that he used to have. Men's tennis is a lot more interesting when he's near the top of it. Let's do social net for this Sunday, what players are doing and saying on social media. Uh, this is Casper Ruud in Toronto at the Blue Jays game the other day, uh, throwing out the first pitch. And when non-Americans throw a baseball pitch, it can be dodgy. Petko, this was not dodgy. This was very good. Well, this is my question to you two, because as a European, this pitch looked perfectly fine to me. It landed where it needed to land. Great. But then I talked to a few Americans and they were like, oh, no, he can't throw a baseball. So what is it? Technique? Do you want him to pull that leg up and rotate? And uh, I don't know. Oh, he did pull the leg up. So I don't know what's so dodgy about it. I, but I, heard... I think your friends are sticklers. Jensen, give him a grade. How was that pitch? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the one to watch the most baseball, so it may be the wrong perspective, but it was, I mean, it was definitely a ball, not a strike. Oh, my God. I mean, he's not, Still pretty good. He's, he's not from around here. I, I, well, let's put it this way. I've seen some disastrous first pitches from professional athletes. This was K-Zone had it a little high, but, I mean, come on. For Norway? Give him a break, no? That's true. Nobody plays baseball in Norway. Nobody should be playing tennis in Norway, but here we have. But is it, Ruud, so. is it close to a service motion? I've heard people say if you can throw a baseball or football, 
you can hit a tennis serve. Is that true or is that nonsense? I think a tennis serve is tougher than a the baseball pitcher throwing Ooh. a football. So. Thank God we're on Tennis Channel, not on ESPN. We would get angry letters and emails right now, right? Thank God for a number of reasons. Um, <laughs> all right, that's the social net for this Sunday. We've got more to come as we work our way towards our men's final. It is Greek Spore. It is Dan Evans, Petko's favorite player. That's not quite Coco's dance, but it'll do as we get ready for the men's final in D.C. Coco Goff's celebration continues. She won the doubles title in D.C. in 2019, first doubles title of her career. Now the singles to add to it as we bring you best of the best. Incredible! Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's an amazing point. That's just big hitting there. Mark that down for best of the best. Getting ready for the men's final in D.C. Dan Evans trying to win his first title in a couple of years. Greek Spore looking for his third of this year. As we start to look ahead to Canada, which starts tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern here on Tennis Channel. This is the men's draw in Toronto projected round of 16 as we get our first look at Carlos Alcaraz since winning the title of Wimbledon, although he did play Hoffman Cup, so I guess he does have some matches under his belt. Uh, anything stand out to you guys here? Uh, my, my favorite potential third round would be Rublev and Tiafo. I think I think that it could be the most tightly contested third round, but there's there's a lot of good matchups to come. All right, let's look at the draw in Montreal for the women, as these are right to. How about a possible Roland Garros final rematch in the round of 16 with the women? 
Um, which one do you? Oh, the Shiontech Mukova. Oh yes. yes, that is a that is an exciting one. But I will keep my eyes on Goff and playing the Wimbledon champion Vondrushova possibly in the third round, just because I did call her as a future major champion. So my eyes will be glued to her for the next. Um, Five to ten years. Also, Jesse Pagula and Madison Keys, possible All-American showdown in the third round there. Coco Goff gets Vondrosova. That should be rather interesting. Could get Rebecca Marino in the second round after the bye. Uh, let's talk real quickly once again about this men's final. Very interesting for Greek sport. Did such a great job absorbing all that Taylor Fritz power. Very different opponent in Dan Evans today. How do you think he's going to approach this match? I think I think Greg Schwartz is going to be very ready. He did a great job against Fritz in the third set of just adjusting his return positions, I think. And I, I think he'll definitely try to be attacking today and taking control of the points from the start. Uh, well, I wonder how he will react to that slice because he has played mostly big hitters and solid players. So let's see how he reacts to that slice, Greek Spore does, and if uh, Dan Evans can run away with it. Two previous meetings between them both last year, both were straight sets wins for Dan Evans. That is going to do it for us on TC Live. Jensen and Jason Goodall are going to call the men's final for you on Tennis Channel. And don't forget to join us 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow for the start of our coverage in Canada for Petco and Jensen. I'm Brett. Enjoy the men's final in D.C.